This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com. Funding for Igeret Hachuva, the Epistle on Repentance, is provided by Isaac, son of Devorah Mindel. Lessons in Tanya. The Tanya of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi. Taught by Rabbi Ben Zion Krasniansky. Tanya's text elucidated by Rabbi Yosef Weinberg. So we finish chapter 4, and you get it at Shuvah, page 1048, 1049, and at the end, he discusses that the neshama, the Jewish soul, is a piece of Hashem, as it says in Deuteronomy, that his nation is a chalik of Hashem, Hashem, Tetragrammaton, the four letters, Hashem's personal name that's reserved for Hashem, Yudke Vavke, is made up of four letters. So the Neshama is also made up of four letters. Contains within it Hashem's name. And then he went into detail what the Yudke Vavke represents within Hashem, the tenth sphere. The Yud represents Chachma, like a dot. The hey represents a bina, expansive understanding. The vav, he said, represents the emotions of Hashem. And the hey represents Hashem's speech. So he says, so too, within the godly soul, the Jewish soul, also is made up of these four components, contains within it the yud, ke, vav, ke. The yud is that natural innate ability that every Jew has to sense Hashem, to sense the divine. The hey is the ability that we have to expand on this instinct, on this sense, and to comprehend godliness, and to articulate godliness, and to understand it. And then, that's the roof on top of the hey, the breath, the you, it turns into, broadens and turns into a whole. And then, the line downward that the emotions that result from the understanding. The understanding gives birth to the emotion, like the mother gives birth to the child. And in two stages. First, the child is contained within the mother's womb, and then he gives birth to the child. So these are the emotions that result from the understanding. And then comes the vav. He says, what's the vav? He says, the Vav is the idea of Torah and mitzvahs. What do you mean Torah? Torah, we said, Torah is wisdom. Torah is the wisdom, it's God's mind. What do you mean Torah is the Vav? Torah itself is God's mind, it's wisdom. But we're talking about speaking the Torah. The way to study Torah properly is not just to understand the Torah, but to say the Torah. 
to speak the Torah. So speaking the Torah, bringing the Torah with the voice and speech, that is the Vav. That's the voice. And bringing it into words. And then the action, the speech, that's the He. Now, it's puzzling because he says that the Yudike Vavke in the godly soul, in the Jewish soul, is exactly corresponds to the Yudke Vavke the way it is within Hashem. Yet within Hashem, he describes Yud as Chachma, as wisdom, He as Bina understanding, and Vav as the emotions, God's emotions. Yet here, when he explains it within the Jewish soul, he says, Yud is wisdom. That instinct, that innate sense for godliness each and every Jew carries. Hey, he says, is understanding and emotions. The understanding is represented by the line on top, and the lines going down represents the emotions. First, the emotions, the way they carry it internally, the intellectual emotion, the emotions where they are still part of an intellectual realm, and then full-blown emotion, which leads to Vav, which leads to Torah Mitzvah, which, as he says in page 1049, leads to the true service of God. Because as he explained earlier in chapter 4 in the first part of Tanya, when does a Jew, when is a Jew motivated to study Torah and to do mitzvot? And when is the Torah that you study and the mitzvot you perform, you perform it passionately and you put your whole heart and soul in it? It's only when you do it with feeling, with emotions. So the emotions, they lead and they lead to the next level, which is the Torah mitzvot and to, and to, to fulfill the Torah mitzvot in the proper way. So the Vav is Torah. Studying Torah. Speaking the words of Torah. And the hay is a mitzvah. So within God, the vav is, represents the emotions. Six emotions. The vav going down. And within the Jewish soul, the vav represents the result of the emotions. The mitzvah, the Torah, the Torah with which you put your emotions, you invest your emotions in the Torah. So it's an emotion. It's not parallel. It's like an obvious... Contradiction. So the Rebbe explains that in general, God's name is divided into two categories, Yudke and Vavke. It says, the hidden part is Lashem Alekeinu. The Hanistores, the hidden, is the first, refers to the first two letters of God's name, Yudke Vavke, which is hidden, that belongs to God. The Haniglis and the revealed part, Viha, is Vavhe. The, the last two letters, the second half of God's name, the last two letters, Vavhe, they are revealed. And this is the key. This explains the difference between the person and God. Because within the person, the emotions, could still be considered as part of the hidden category. 
What's the difference between the hidden and the reveal? The hidden is when you're alone for yourself. The revealed is for the outsider. Emotions for a person, although the emotions are how you relate to the outside world. I'm attracted, I'm repulsed, I hate, I love, I'm excited, I'm, I'm fearful. It's your reaction to the outside world. But the emotions characterize you. They define you. It's your reaction to the outside world. You don't need anyone else to have emotions, to feel the emotions. You need someone else to have the emotion, but you don't need anyone else to feel the emotion. When Avraham was in pain after his major surgery, circumcision at the age of 99, in three days, Hashem took out the son of a so hot. He didn't, see, he didn't have a single guest for the first time in his life. He couldn't fulfill the mitzvah of taking in guests. And he was more in pain from the fact that he was deprived of taking, bringing in guests than he was from, from the operation, from the bris, from the circumcision. Avram was alone. He had no one to share the emotion with. And he was in pain. Because emotions you can have on your being alone. Avram was so filled with love, he wanted to give, he wanted to share, he wanted to have guests. He couldn't have guests. So that emotion is something that characterized Avram. Avram was sitting alone in his tent and he was experiencing this intense love and emotion and his desire to help and to give and to... So he had no one to share it with, but he had the emotion. So therefore it can still be called the hidden. It's hidden because it's you. It defines you, it characterizes you. Yes, it characterizes you in relation to others. You want to give to someone else, you want to love, you want to, you're attracted, you're repulsed. But ultimately, the, 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 the emotion itself, it's you. It characterizes you. It's how you feel. And therefore, it can still be hidden. Even if there's no one around, it's something that you carry inside of you. It's only when you bring it into speech, when you bring the Torah into speech, that's why he says the emotions are still part of the hay. Within the soul, within the godly soul, within the Jew, the emotions which result from the, from the comprehension is still part of the hidden, the hay. Because that characterizes you, that defines you. The revealed part, the vav and the hey, is when you bring it into words, when you bring the Torah into words, and when you do the action. Someone else, you speak, you bring it, someone else sees. Then that's the revealed part, but the emotions are hidden. With God, however, you can't say that. Because with a person, we're not alone. There are other people. See, even when we're alone, we still relate to other people. There's some relationship, there's some connection between us and other people. We don't come into this world alone, we come into this world. <laughs> there are parents, there are people, there are siblings, there's families, there's communities, there's other people in this world. So therefore, even when you're alone, you have to have some relations with others those around you. You hate them, you love them. You despise them, or you, you, or you like them. 
you have some reaction which characterizes you and defines you. By God, however, there's nothing else besides God. So the whole emotion is something that needs to be almost created because it's not like there is God and there is us and therefore God relates to us and doesn't relate to us, loves us, doesn't love us. When God is alone, there's no one else besides him. There's no one to love, there's no one to relate to, there's no one to connect, there's nothing. All there is is God. There's no one else. And that's why it says in the verse, Eilam Chesed Yibana, says, King David says in Psalms, Eilam Chesed Yibana. So Chesed says, not only that the world is created with Chesed, in order for the world to be created, Eilam Chesed, God has to build Chesed. You have to build up kindness, love. Because when God is alone, there's no meaning to love. What do you mean love? There's no, there's no one, there's nothing else to love. There's nobody besides God. So the emotion itself is already belongs to the second category, Vanigloy, to the revealed part. When God has some relationship with the world, and God wants to give, wants to bestow his kindness. So therefore, the Vav within Hashem, Hashem's name, the Vav represents the emotion. Because that's the beginning of revelation. That's the beginning of God's connection to the world. Without love, there is, no con- there is no world. On the level of intellect, there is no world. The world doesn't exist. Just like when a person sits alone. The intellectual doesn't need anyone. He sits alone and everyone else is a distraction. He sits in his ivory tower and just wants to think and be left alone and think and meditate and enjoys his own company. He doesn't need anyone. On the contrary, people are distractions. There's no one else. So, so to speak, in God's world, in the world of intellect, the divine intellect, nothing else exists. So there are no emotions. What's the emotions? There's no one else exists. All there is is God. There's no one to love. There's not no one to hate. There's no one to... All there is is God. What's God? What's the divine intellect? The understanding that there's no other reality but God. So there's no one to love and there's, there's no relationship. So you can't say that the emotions are included in the hey, in God's name. The emotions begin with the vav. That's the beginning of revelation. That's the beginning of a connection to something outside of God. It's only when the divine emotions are revealed. Now suddenly the world comes into being. Because in order for God to have an emotion, the emotion by definition is a relation to something outside. So that's when the world begins. The world is built with God's emotion. Without emotion, there's no world. So within God, so to speak, there's no room for emotion. There's emotion to what? There's nothing but God. Nothing exists but God. So the vav, emotions, that's the first step of, that's the vav. That's represented by the vav, the six. Because the emotions begin with love and, and it ends with connection. The chemistry, the personal connection. That personal connection begins with the emotion. Within God's intellect, there's no connection. There's nothing to connect with. There's no one besides God. There's nothing else. So that's why it's the Vav. Okay, and then the last piece in the chapter, he says, he said the Yud 
represents the instinct, the innate instinct that every Jew has for godliness. But then he says, in addition, he adds at the end that the Yud also represents something else. The Yud represents the Torah. Because Torah comes from Chachma, from wisdom. So the Bina, the He, which is the understanding, the understanding of godliness, articulating and understanding and broadening our understanding of godliness, is the He comes from the Yud. What do you mean it comes from the Yud? It comes from the Torah. Yud represents Torah. So the, the, what are you thinking about? What are you meditating on? You're meditating on the greatness and godliness and the greatness of God. You're meditating on the Torah. The Torah explains the greatness of Hashem. So you're meditating on the Torah, especially the inner parts of the Torah, which describe Hashem's, Hashem being infinite and Hashem's greatness. And Hashem's, that's all part of the Torah. So the hey is result comes after the Yud. The Yud represents the Torah. That's the source material. That's what you're learning. That's what you're digesting. That's what you're understanding and contemplating, which leads you to the emotion. So the Yud represents the Torah. So although he said earlier, the Vav represents the Torah, the Vav represents speaking the Torah, the sound of Torah, bringing the Torah into words. But the Torah itself is represented by the Yud, because the Torah originates, emerges from Chachma, from wisdom. And it's important for him to say this here, to add this point here, because he said that how does a Jew, the Jewish soul, connect with Hashem? The Yudke Vavke connect with Hashem. He says the Yudke Vavke connects with Hashem ultimately through Torah and Mitzvot. He says the He, the Vav, represents Torah and the He represents Mitzvot. So when you're doing the Torah and the Mitzvot, your soul is one with. Hashem. Okay, so that explains the Torah, the mitzvah that you're doing, and even the emotions that you are investing in that Torah mitzvah. Because what motivates you to do the Torah? The fact that you love Hashem. And you pour that love out into the mitzvah. The mitzvah is alive, the mitzvah is a passionate mitzvah. The Torah that you're doing is wholehearted. It's a different Torah, it's alive. Okay. But the intellect, which leads you to the emotion, that's so remote, that's so far removed from the mitzvot. So how is the intellect, which is the yud, and the first part of the hey, how is that, how does that connect you with Hashem, yudke vavke? That seems so far removed. Yes, you, you, you have an instinct for godliness, and yet you understand godliness, which leads you to the emotion. And the emotion leads you to study Torah and do mitzvot. Okay, so the Torah mitzvot, you understand, that's divine, that's godly. That connects you with Hashem. Even the emotion that motivates you and leads you, and the emotion you invest in the Torah. So the Torah is a different Torah. It's breathing, it's alive, it breathes, it's alive, it's, it's expansive. So the emotions are also connected with Hashem with a divine name, Yudke Vavke. But how does the intellect, which gave birth to the emotion, the intellect is so remote, it's abstract, it's so remote, how does that connect you with Hashem? With the Yud of Hashem? Hey, Hashem. So he explains, because the Yud is the Torah. 
And the hey, what are you meditating on? What are you reflecting on? The greatness of Hashem, as it's explained in the Torah. So you're studying Torah, you're learning Torah. So when your mind, when your mind is learning Torah, and your mind meditates and reflects on what you've learned, and you reflect on the greatness of Hashem, so you're connecting with the Yudke, you're connecting with Hashem. So every part of you, every part of the soul, the makeup of the soul, the break of the soul, the yud and the hay and the vav and the hay, every part of the soul is directly connected and intimate with the yud vavke vashem, Hashem's name, Hashem's essential name. And here he also hints at what he hinted at at the beginning of the chapter. In the parentheses we discussed previously that he says Torah emanates from Chach. Torah itself comes from a higher place than wisdom. It just... Chachma is the beginning of consciousness, the beginning of the revelation. But Torah itself essentially comes from a much deeper place. It's completely undefined. Which can't even be expressed in words. Can't even be expressed in... Can't even be hinted at. Can't even be expressed with the... um, with the top of the Yud, the crown of the Yud, it's something that's completely undefined. It's the essence of Hashem. It can't be expressed. And that's really the source of, of Torah. And he's trying to say here, because ultimately, where does Tshuva come from? What is Tshuva? What is the essence of Tshuva? And even in the lowest level of Tshuva, as he started in the beginning of chapter 4, he starts explaining immediately the higher level of Teshuvah. It's important. In order to, to accomplish, achieve the lowest level of Teshuvah, you have to understand the highest level of Teshuvah. Because the truth is that even the lowest level of Teshuvah contains the highest level of Teshuvah. Because what is the essence of Teshuvah? And how is it possible to really change, to really turn your life around, to really fix you know, everything that we've scarred and messed up, and how is it even possible? And the answer is because deep down there's a place within us that's undefined. It's beyond words. It's beyond even the crown. It can't even be hinted at. It can't be contained within words. It can't be contained within the crown. That essence that's untouched. And that's really the point of Teshuvah, even the lowest level of Teshuvah. The essence of Teshuvah, as the Alter Rebbe said in chapter 1, is that turning point where you say, Hashem, now I'm yours. Like a child, a rebel, ran away, acted miserably, acted horribly to his parents, disrespectfully. And then, the child knocks on the door, says, I'm your son. And the fact that the parent hugs him and kisses him and takes him in, that's the essence of Teshuvah. The details will follow. Of course, you have to make up for everything that you've destroyed. You burned down the house. You destroyed the car. You, you, you destroyed relationships. Who knows, who knows how much damage you've done? That will take care of later. But is there anything more joyful? Is there anything more meaningful? Just that turning around that moment that you made that decision, I'm coming home. I'm yours. I'm your son. And hearing your, hearing your father, your mother say, you're my child. That, that's, 
even the lowest level of tshuva, that essence, that point is there. And that point comes from a place that's beyond words. It's beyond even the crown. It can be contained in words. It's undefined. It touches the essence. The essence of your soul and the essence of Hashem. So Torah emanates from Chachma. Where is the source of Torah? It comes from a place that's completely undefined. And that's really the source of Teshuvah, and that's really what gives us the ability to do Teshuvah. Then we bring it down into our frame of reference, and there we can fix everything that needs mending, and everything that needs fixing, and then we can clean it up. <laughs> but the, but the, that turning point, that moment, that happens in a moment. That happens in a moment. And that can be done joyfully. It should be done joyfully. Because is there a greater joy than a reunion? A son who's been alienated, a daughter who's been alienated from their parents for decades. And then that moment when they hug each other and I'm back. I want to be your son again. I want to be your child again. Is anything more powerful? Anything more dramatic? Anything more moving? Anything more genuine? That, that's beyond words. That's no words can capture, no... It is. It's the essence of what Tshuva is. This without the Rebbe is trying to make Tshuva easier for us. He's trying to make it easier for us to come home. And he has this week. In two days we're going to celebrate Yudas Kislev. And here you see what Alter Rebbe has done. The Rebbe has... 5,000 Chabad houses like this one all over the world and really has made it easier for Jews to come home. Made it so easy. It's so close and so near and dear for each and every Jew. For all 70,000 Jews living in the Upper East Side. For every Jew around the world to come home, to reconnect. And that's the essence of Tshuva. And that happens in the moment. And that's done joyfully. The whole emphasis of the the whole way of the Balshamta, not through fasting, not through harshness, not through bitterness, but joyfully. And um, the Torah promises that before Mashiach comes, the Jewish people will do tshuva. Every Jew will do tshuva. It's a promise. Everyone will do tshuva. Everyone will reconnect. Everyone will find their way home. And that will be the most joyful moment. And that'll be the moment of Mashiach. And next class, we'll hear Alter Rebbe himself teaching Tanya. This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com.